so much for tuning in to NL Newsday on this Wednesday, October the 13th. Now we got word this morning that the U.S. planning to open up the land border to welcome fully vaccinated Canadians next month. And that also comes on the heels of the CDC announcing that it will be recognizing those who are double-dosed with Oxford AstraZeneca, although we still don't know what's going to be the case when it comes to the mixing and matching of vaccines, but personally, I would expect to hear more on that in the not-too-distant future. So... With that said, if you're planning on doing some traveling, what do you need to know? Well, pleased to be joined now by travel expert, owner of Travel Best Bets, Claire Newell. Claire, how you doing? Yeah, really good, Jeff. Thanks so much for having me today. Yeah, there's lots of good news on the travel front. And, you know, as I sit around with my family and close friends, because I really am still keeping my circle pretty small, the talk that everyone is kind of drifting towards is travel. You know, mm -hmm. what are you planning? Where are you looking at going? And so with the announcement that the U.S. is opening up uh, the land border, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a big relief for a lot of people. The unfortunate thing is, is that we still need clarification on a few things. Like, what are the exact dates? Yeah. Uh, will we need testing in both directions? Because... At the moment, you require an antigen test to travel by air to the U.S. And on the way back from anywhere, you need to have a PCR test. And they're expensive. You know, 149 U.S. is pretty much the, the average that I've seen. And the other thing, if you're anything like me who has a mixed dose, I have AstraZeneca Moderna, we want clarification on yeah. that. And like you said, you think that's coming in the in the in within days i i tend to agree with you it sounds like it's going to be sometime in early november again we don't have those dates but i think people are really looking forward to to traveling i actually jeff i have a, a flight to arizona on the you know middle of in the middle of november and i really don't want to cancel it because i went in september i was going to visit my daughter and She's just doing her master's degree down at ASU, and I wanted to see how she was settling in. And I didn't need to show proof of vaccination. I only needed my antigen test. In November, my flight, I will have to show, right. as we've been told, vaccination. But I don't know whether my mix is going to work. So fingers and toes are crossed right now. Yeah, I mean, you can get on the plane, right, I, I think, but it's about whether or not you're actually going to be accepted into the United States at this point. I feel like that's probably the, the biggest question at play. People who are trying to, you know, book those travel arrangements to, to the south of the border, I mean, it's hard to make those commitments without knowing all the details, isn't it? It really is. I mean, we do know that six vaccines will be accepted into the U.S. They're all ones that have been approved by the World Health Organization. So it used to be just Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, Moderna. Mm -hmm. And then over the weekend, we heard AstraZeneca, so full dose, double dose Astra, as well as Sinopharm and Sinovax will also be accepted. It's just that, you know, there's over 1.8 million people who have the mixed AstraZeneca with an mRNA. So, yeah, we're waiting. It's coming. I, I'm a firm believer. I have the faith. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and two, we're talking a lot about the difference between air travel and, and car travel, right? Going by air or going by vehicle. Uh, there's probably some confusion that people have. What do I need to have to get on a plane versus what do I need to cross the land border? I know we're still waiting for some more details on the on the vehicle right. side of things, but there's got to be people who are probably overlapping the rules and not really sure which which rules apply to which type of travel. 
Well, absolutely, because you've been able to fly to the U.S. since the start of the pandemic, but you haven't been able to actually go across the land border. So there are going to be some very clear uh, and you know, things that need to be clarified. What will those tests look like? Do we need an antigen test to cross in? Will we need a PCR test to drive back? Who knows? So that's the details. And I understand that that, uh, that information is coming. But uh, I did want to share some information about uh, a recent survey that kind of mm-hmm. caught my eye. I'm not sure whether you read this, but it was by, it was issued by Pacific Blue Cross. The reason I, I really looked at it was because it focused on British Columbians and our attitudes and our feelings toward travel during the pandemic. And there's no question if you're like me and a lot of other people, a lot of people are just yearning for that safe travel abroad and many to just connect with friends or family. I know someone who their daughter had a baby and they haven't even seen their their grandchild yet so you know you know people are wanting to go and Mm -hmm. the pandemic's really changed the way people travel at pre-covid travel insurance was a grudge purchase no one really liked to have to talk about it but now it's a really it appears to be an important aspect of travel the 73 percent of people that were surveyed consider COVID-19 coverage of their top priority when buying travel insurance. So I've always felt like getting travel insurance was really, really key. But now the intention to actually purchase travel insurance is at 50% for both international and domestic travel. Like who wants to be stuck with those bills if you get COVID while you're abroad? Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody. Yeah. Um, But the key messaging in here is that travel insurance isn't just a recommendation anymore. A lot of companies since the pandemic started, and some before this, they actually require travelers to have travel insurance to enter. And a lot of people don't realize this, and it has to include coverage for COVID-19. So many of the Caribbean islands, a lot of islands in French Polynesia, Costa Rica, Thailand, Singapore, Israel, and that's just to name a few. So make sure you research the destination you want to visit and find out if you have to buy it and show it when you're going into any destination. Now you might have coverage. Like I don't want people to pay for insurance if they don't need it. You might have it through your credit card policy. You might have it through a company work policy, but you really need to read the fine print, find out what you're covered for. Yeah. Especially if you get sick with COVID before your trip or anything else. Like what if you just get the regular flu or you get injured or something. And you also need to make sure you've got trip interruption coverage so that you're prepared for the worst. So there's lots of companies out there. Um, Pacific Blue Cross is one, but they're actually offering BC residents who are fully vaccinated COVID-19 coverage for free at like no extra cost and up to 10 million coverage when they purchase travel insurance. So um, it may be worth looking at for sure. Yeah, well, you mentioned reading the fine print, and I imagine that's probably really critical at this stage because different uh, packages, different travel insurance packages are probably going to offer different types of coverage. I mean, is COVID-19 just included in all of this now? I can't imagine that that's just uh, across the board. No, it's not. So you re- that's why nobody likes to read the fine print. It is so small, you practically need a, mic- a magnifying glass. But get online and take a look at that fine print and just make sure you've got that COVID-19 coverage. Because if you get sick with it and you're, you know, you're out of commission for a while while you're away or you need hospitalization, it could be really expensive. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine paying for it in the U.S.? Mm-hmm. It would be outrageous. So no. you just want to make sure you're fully covered. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess, what do you recommend to people like outside of, of 
getting insurance and then when they're trying to you know look at different destinations you talked about the islands or specific stuff there if you're yes. going to europe it's probably a little bit different if you're going to australia it's probably different than if you're just going to the united states so there's a lot for you probably to try to keep track of when you're trying to help people make their travel arrangements yeah you know there's a there's a couple of things so COVID 19 is not the only um thing that you would need a vaccination for potentially people need vaccination say for yellow fever if you're going to certain destinations so one of the things i recommend there is on uh, pacific blue cross has one called their travel health check and it shows you um all of the the current health advisories so including vaccination for a destination i also really like one um, that air canada is using at the moment called sherpa and this one is really focused on what you need as far as documentation so do you need proof of vaccination? Do you need proof of insurance? Do you need uh, a COVID-19 test pre-flight in one direction or both? And all of the ins and outs. So it's, if you do a Google search for Sherpa, you'll be able to see that one as well. Because it really is hard to navigate what you need. And there are so many varying requirements and restrictions that unfortunately, all these different rules and requirements it's becoming really burdensome and it's super frustrating for people all around the world. So hopefully in, you know, in the not so distant future, these uh, restrictions will kind of become more uniform across the world. It would sure make people's lives easier for travel. All right. Well, there's lots in there, Claire. I guess, do you have any final pieces of advice for those who are wanting to plan some travel? Because, you know, I know like right. my parents, they're retired. This is something that they want to do during retirement is travel as much as possible. And that just hasn't been a thing the last couple of years. So there's a lot of pent up demand. What's your like final piece of advice to people out there who are just itching to get, get to a, a new destination? Well, I have a, uh, just two quick things. I think one would be um, if you haven't used a travel agent in a while, they have really come into their own note because they've been living and breathing their restrictions and having someone have your back to help you navigate the whole process might be something you look at. People who have said to me they've never used a travel agent in the past 15 or 20 years are starting to use them again. And there's not that many. You know, a thousand agencies were closed due to the pandemic uh, permanently across Canada alone. So it's tough. The other thing would be is that you're not leaving COVID behind you. So make sure you take all of the necessary precautions. Take those masks, sanitizing gel, the wipes, and just, you know, socially distance. Take care of yourself no matter where you happen to be going. Claire, thank you so much for the time. As always, really do appreciate it, as I think a, a lot of people listening do as well as they try to figure out how they can get out of town at some point in the not-too-distant future. So always appreciate your time. Thanks for this, and uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure, have a chance to catch up soon. Sounds great, Jeff. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, no, thanks so much for, for taking the time to come on. That's Claire Newell right there. She is a travel expert and owner of Travel Best Bets.